I'm Regina Beach, and you're listening to Saturn Returns, a show about stories with a clear before and after. This week you'll hear part four of a four-part series of my four-week journey through Italy, Slovenia, and Croatia. The final descent, the homecoming, and the end of the trip. Today's Monday, and we've spent the past two days biking and hiking around Kirka National Park, which is just outside of Zadar, near Sibenek, in Lind of Croatia. So, Craig, how'd you find the park? Uh, it's interesting, actually. I thought it was somewhere completely different. Um, I came here about two years ago, and I went to uh, an area called Plitvice Lakes, I swear, if you Google those two places, they look incredibly similar. Um, I thought they were the same place, much to my confusion when I started walking around the park and realised we're in somewhere completely different. Yeah, you kept telling me, okay, it's going to be a huge hill to get there, and then we're going to see the boats, and I found the ride to be quite pleasant and, like, no more elevation than typical, and then we get to the waterfall, and you're like, maybe I saw it from the other side. It looks the same, but it looks different. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it turns out it is just a completely different place, so there you go. Very beautiful place, so it's a lot easier to cycle around here. The last one was pretty much a thoroughly walking affair, um, getting around the Plitvice Lakes, um, but yeah, it's definitely more of a cycle event here. It's good. Yeah, we cycled around the entire park yesterday. We met a German guy named Chris, and he had a mountain bike, and he came with us halfway. We went up to a place called Rusky Slap, Rusky Rusky Slap, which was beautiful, and hiked and saw a cave. And then he decided to go back the 18k towards where we were staying, and we forged ahead 40 more k around the outside of the park, and we stopped at. A place called Etnoville, Etno Center, Etno Etno Village, Etno Land, Etno Land, and had a coffee, and everyone was dressed in traditional Croatian mm. outfits, and we're selling lavender and oil and little tchotchkes, and then um, got back here, and Craig made some, what's it called? Carbonara. Some carbonara. Never made that before in my life. Cooking with raw eggs. You've underplayed the cave a little bit, really. It wasn't just a cave. I mean, like, people lived there before Neanderthal man. Like, they were looking presses, is it? Yeah, they were... It's like 1,500 years BC that people were living in this cave. Mm, um, and there's like 528 steps just to get up to the mouth of the caves. How the hell cavemen go up there, I've got no idea. I don't know. They didn't have a nice stairwell um, to get from the bottom up to the top. I know that for sure. Mm. Our cycle navigation tool sent us on a good one as well. Um, tried to send us up the walking path up the side of the cliff, which we walked up, which has got some fairly near vertical parts um, across, like, rocky climbs. Uh, yeah, tried to send me up there on my bike at the end of the day as well, which is fun. Yeah, and we said, no way, Jose. Uh, we were with a big group of people who... I think came on a bus, like some kind of day outing with their children. It was a mixed age group and we kept kind of seeing them all over the park. Um, At one point, a little girl was sliding down this very vertical part on her butt and then Craig decided to join her. How was the slide? Um, Not as fast as I thought it would be, but it was quite fun. Yeah, so we've had a great time exploring the park and today we'll cycle towards Sibenek and check out all the good stuff that we can see there and we'll be back by the coast we're at the falconry center outside of Sibenek 
And normally it's closed until April 1st, but we really lucked into it this morning because a German film crew is here to tape a TV segment. And so the guy who runs the place allowed us to come in, look at all the falcons, and see the great horned owl that one of the handlers is showing the TV cameras. What do you think about it? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Totally lucky we just walked into this. Uh, yeah, probably got about, what, nine different falcons there? At least, yeah. yeah. That eagle, that I really, it's a shame that they've got it on the TV show because I really want to have a closer look at that. It's massive. Super cool. What do you think they're filming? I have no idea. They're asking questions. It's kind of like a question and answer sh- Seems something. a bit. I thought it was like a dating show or something. It's like a German version of Blind Date or some shit. Oh, you think those two people asking questions are on a date? I don't know. I, I don't could know. totally see that. Yeah, strange. Really <laughs> weird. Anyway, super cool. Check out the Falconry Center near Sibenek. We arrived at our campsite last night and started putting up the tent and realized we had no stakes. We left them at the camp near Kirka. Luckily, the guy who runs the camp, Frank, was super nice, had some extra stakes, and we were able to put the tent up. This morning, Craig is off on a 50k round trip back up to Kirka National Park to pick up our stakes, which are absolutely necessary for pitching this type of tent. The tent hangs from the inside of the rain fly, and the rain fly has to be staked down in order to create the dome to put the tent inside. So this is the longest that we will have been apart this whole trip. I'm on my own this morning. I'm taking a walk down to the Adriatic shore and I found a little park on the map with a bridge and I'm gonna go do some hiking and exploring. We had some delicious pastry for breakfast, a chocolate croissant, which are my favorite, and a nut roll and a croissant with some jam inside, two cappuccinos. It's really a nice slow pace. Because we took the bus, we're ahead of schedule to get to split, and I wouldn't say it's causing stress, but we're not really sure what to do for the next couple days. We could be in split tomorrow if we wanted. We think we're going to take the slow road right along the coast and then spend a few days in Dubrovnik. Now that I know how strong I am and how well I can handle the hills, I almost feel bad for changing the plan and not going along the coastline and the islands on the original itinerary. We're back in Milan where it all started. Uh, MXP. Here we are. We flew in yesterday. We had a crazy itinerary. We got the bus in Croatia at 5 in the morning. Hmm, yeah, we went from uh, Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik to Split. And we stopped in Bosnia. Stopped in Bosnia on the way. Had what a quick was your, in Bosnia. What was your impression of Bosnia? Uh-huh. It's quite nice. Um, I mean, I've only popped through it twice. Uh, bought a beer there once, bought a burek there the other time. They do a very good vanilla coffee out of a machine. Um, but yeah, it looks very pretty. I'd like to go there and see more. Yeah, the coastline was nice. We had a good time. Even though we stopped, we were probably there for, I don't know, an hour total. Yeah, something like that. Very, very short. Very short. And then from Croatia, we took a flight from Split with the boxes, with the bikes, with all our stuff. We said goodbye to Croatia. It was a tearful parting. It was so good to us. And we flew to Germany, Mm. had a beer, Mm. uh, left Munich, and flew back to Milan. Yeah, that's pretty much the size of it. 
Munich Airport is fun. There's a nice little bar just outside the airport where you can get a pint of ice beer for less than three euros, which is pretty impressive for an airport. Um, not a huge airport, to be honest. Not a huge airport fan, but as far as they go, it's not particularly big. And then today we were in Milan. Yeah, and then today we've been in Milan. What have we done today? What was that big mall called that we went and took a look around? Oh, the Galleria. The Galleria, yeah. Oh, it was Fantastic. beautiful. Absolutely majestic building. Lovely. Beautiful mosaics and all the arches. Yes, and lovely floors and lovely <clears throat> terraces. Just really nice architecture. Right next to the Duomo, which we uh, yeah, walked around. Yeah, Duomo is amazing. It's just so detailed. It's just amazing. All the architecture here is great. I mean, they just had so much time and such lavish designers to actually spend the time to you know, make these things look so unique and so beautiful. Um, yeah, it's an impressive city. It is an impressive city. <coughs> we went to a market this morning and bought some souvenirs. Yeah, got some nice cheeses. And some, some nice meats. Some nice meats. Um, got some oregano, or oregano, as you might say. I, I would, I would say oregano. It's oregano, but anyway. Tomato, um, tomato. Yeah, it's really nice, actually. It smells really strong. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to using that. And we each got some coffee and little espresso percolators. Yeah, we've got a little uh, stovetop um, espresso maker for four euros at the market each, which is very good. It was, and then we went to the cat cafe. <laughs> yeah, we did go to cat cafe. Gina doesn't know. I actually don't really like cats, um, but I need to take a call. I needed something to keep her entertained for half an hour. So we went to the cat cafe. Y- um, you do like cats? No, I really don't like cats. You don't like cats? No. We've seen so many cats. <laughs> Every time I say, hi, kitty. Uh, I don't really like cats. But, um, but there, were nine, <laughs> there were nine cats at this cat cafe. Yeah, I mean, you paid for cat therapy. I mean, I guess it was like a euro each to go in the cat cafe. For what I could see, most of them were asleep. I guess that's kind of what I expect from cats. You pay a euro for their company and they just sleep through it. But, yeah. I loved it. And they had little cat mugs and little cat saucers. And it was uh, absolutely adorable. Mm. Highly recommend. It was called Crazy Cat Cafe. Crazy Cat Cafe. In, in Milan. Milan. Yeah, it was nice. This coffee was good. Coffee was very good. Yeah, the coffee the cats was good. were very sleepy, which was kind of good. It could be worse. I mean, it could be ripping a hole through my jeans. <laughs> so it could be a hell of a lot worse. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to say goodbye to Italy early, early tomorrow morning and start making our way back to our respective countries. Yeah, I've got to go via Germany again, which is pretty funny. So we visited Germany twice in two days. Good. One to the <laughs> south, one to the north. Yeah, that's it. I'm dark beer next time. Although it'll be pretty early in the morning. I think it'll be about eight in the morning, but it's an airport, you know, you have to drink. How do you feel now that we've spent a month cycling and touring and we've been in four countries, we've been on lots of flights, a couple buses, mostly we've been on two wheels? Yeah, it's been a good trip, actually. It's quite interesting taking a little shortcut that we took. Um, we definitely got to do more, but we saw a bit less of some islands. But no, it was fine. It's interesting seeing on the map which way we went, because uh, it's actually quite a long way. Yeah, our bus detour took us really far outside of the direct path, which would have been through the Adriatic on the islands and the ferries. Yeah, sure, if we'd carried on, I think um, what the islands were now. But um, we definitely missed Kirk. No, we went to Kirk. I think we missed Pag. We missed like uh, Lopar, was it? Rob and Lopar. Rob, Rob and Lopar. Uh, but something that wasn't on the original itinerary. No, we, we, got, we got to Kirka National Park. Yeah. Which incidentally isn't Plitvica Lakes, although it looks very similar. Google it, you'll see. So Kirka National Park was something we got to do. We got to um, go to Dubrovnik, which we wouldn't have gotten to do. No, yeah, yeah, Dubrovnik was amazing. 
we saw lots of Game of Thrones scene uh, backdrops. Yeah, did a bit in Split as well in the bottom of um, Diocletian's Palace. Where, where Daenerys keeps her dragons. Yeah, that's where Daenerys stores her dragons on their day off. We saw Blackwater. Uh, Blackwater Bay, mm-hmm. yeah, is just outside um, the city of Dubrovnik. The old city of Dubrovnik is we, uh, effectively is King, King's Landing. We saw the Red Keep. Saw the Red Keep. And we got to walk around the walls of the old city. Yeah, that was fun, actually. Walk around the old city. We also went all the way to the top of the hill in um, Dubrovnik as well, so we could see like the old city from a really great height. But there was actually a really big um, exhibition in there, which was about the Balkan conflict and how the people of Dubrovnik managed to save Dubrovnik with literally a handful of untrained people and fewer boats, um, and how they managed to... like. Uh, evacuate that many people from Dubrovnik with the materials they had. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, when we were coming into the city, we saw one small tank and one small boat, both painted with camouflage uh, patterns. And they had plaques next to them saying that these were, you know, used in the war. And then we realized after seeing this exhibition that these were the most advanced uh, military technology that this ragtag, barely formed military even had. Yeah, I mean, the country hadn't even been in a sovereign state for that long um, when the conflict broke out. Um, don't really know a huge amount about the history, so there may be mistakes in this. But yeah, they they did literally just have to form overnight. Um, and particularly Dubrovnik is quite cut off from the rest of the mainland. As we said before, we went through Bosnia to get just to Dubrovnik, even though it's part of Croatia, because it's really down like a very thin part of the coast. Um, so it's quite an isolated place <clears throat> within its own country. Um, so naturally, sending supplies, sending military support, sending anything else there when the conflict was happening just wasn't really a, an option. Um, so yeah, a lot of local reserves had to enlist, a lot of locals just had to join in. I mean, pretty shocking, uh, everything that happened, particularly in terms of actually bombing the old Dubrovnik town. The UNESCO World Heritage Center. Yeah, I guess kind of that was the response uh, from them really, was that if you don't surrender, we'll bomb the hell out of this, <laughs> out of your... Uh, what's the word? I don't know, this like beautiful medieval town that preserves all of their heritage. And yeah, I think heritage, that's that, the word I'm looking for. Yeah, effectively surrender or we'll, or we'll obliterate your heritage. And that is, was something that the rest of Europe response. was not expecting. No, I mean, that's one thing, kind of, yeah, the rest of members of NATO um, or the people that could have intervened really dragged their heels on the Balkan conflict in quite a big way. I guess it was very difficult to understand what was happening and who was fighting who as it unfolded, but um, that's definitely one part that everyone dragged their heels on. But it seems like the people of Dubrovnik did a hell of a good job of defending it. Yeah, and rebuilding afterwards, and literally everything is pristine and marble, and they've rebuilt all of the fountains and the sculptures, and it looks perfect. Mm, I mean, if you've, ever, if you've never been... Please do. It's a, it's a fantastic city. It's definitely one of the one of the best old cities I've been to. We spent a lot of time in Split. Uh, yeah, we did spend a lot of time in Split. Actually, um, we got quite lucky with Split. Um, we tried to stay at a campsite, um, but we we're really out of season. We we're like way out of season. So we contacted the guy that owned the campsite um, and asked if we could just stay at the campsite anyway, even though it was closed. Like we don't need a lot. We don't need facilities. We've got our own tent. We've got our own cooking materials. And the guy came and met us and just said, oh, it's just you two. Okay, cool, just just stay in the bar. So we just had the, the campsite bar to ourselves for about a week. Yeah, it was amazing. <clears throat> he was like, okay, well, if you want to drink anything, you can drink anything. <laughs> you can sleep on the couch. We have all these blankets and all these cushions. And here's the electricity and here's the, the hot water. And here it's it was just like 
over, above, and beyond generous of him. Here's the keys. We just had keys. We ran the place for about yeah, five days. Which was actually quite good because it solved quite a few problems for us, really. We had a few logistical problems in that we didn't have anywhere booked to stay. We were planning on going to a yoga retreat, which also was closed. Um, so it was kind of a last-ditch option. Um, and in the end, the way he was just kind of, hey, we're closed, but stay here, meant that we could store all our stuff there when we went to Dubrovnik. We could come and go as we pleased, um, which meant we could go off and take a day out in Bratch and come back. Um, and it was free. <laughs> didn't ask for any money for it. So, yeah, it was fantastic. What a nice guy. Yeah, so shout-outs to um, the, split the, split, the Split Village Camp split village. in, in oh, just uh, amazing hospitality. So going back to Bratch was also something that wasn't on our original itinerary, but I think... Was that a, was that special for you? Yeah, it was nice to go back to Bratch. Bratch was the first place that I went on holiday with my parents um, when I was, ooh, I don't know exactly how old, maybe eight. Um, so yeah, this club is quite a special island for me. It's the first place I went on holiday with my parents. Um, didn't go back to the exact place um, where I spent most of my time there. But yeah, I mean, being back on the island, kind of got a similar feel for it. Definitely the same mountains in the background, which are the Croatian mainland. Seems very similar sort of sandy beach well pebbly beaches everywhere crystal seas and we saw the nicest sunset that was our last big day of cycling yeah it was the last day of cycling we just kind of we, we went to Bratch without any weight on the back of the bike which was nice just to kind of you know get 30 kilos off your bike suddenly feels like you're riding a cloud which is nice um did an epic epic climb all the way up Bratch most of it we had to push up it was a just literally just steep rocks dirt and rocks and yeah, just, <laughs> just Croatia is just one big rock basically that you have to throw and meander your way through um, but when, when we got to the top the sun was just about setting and we set off on a descent and it was probably about a 10k reasonably steep um, descent all the way down to the port where we left from uh, and it was just this beautiful beautiful clear day sunset all the way down and didn't really have to do anything think about anything just hold on to the bike and look at the sunset it was, yeah it was amazing and best way to end it oh so good it's like the kind of of cycling that makes all of the really hard work worth it like whatever your thighs are burning or you're feeling frustrated like those descents that are so beautiful with the olive trees and the sun and the windy roads perfect pavement it just like makes you feel alive you're just going faster and faster and faster and it was it could not have been a more perfect end to that ride we um we did stop at the yoga retreat. Yeah, we did stop in the yoga retreat. That we, was pretty funny, actually. We uh, met the donkey. Met a donkey. We met the dog, met Piva. The we met two kitties, and we saw a beautiful geodesic dome, talked to the caretaker who was um, taking care of the property while the owner was away in Germany. And it's the kind of place that I would love to imitate in some ways. Totally off the grid, has composting toilets and solar energy mm. and collecting rainwater and stuff as well on there. I mean there's no there's no like mains electric or running water on the site so you have to have like compost toilets. They've got like a clever little water collection system for collecting not only rainwater but also like moisture at night. So even if it doesn't rain, if it's dewy at night, which it generally is on islands, um yeah it collects that and they purify it. Um, to a certain extent. Outdoor kitchen. Yeah, outdoor kitchen, outdoor living, really. I mean, there's a couple of porter cabins on the site. I say porter cabins, they're kind of more like small huts that she's built. Um, but most of it, I think they just live outside. Yeah, but there was just so cool and really mm. nice hospitality that we received there, too. Like, oh, come on in, look at all the facilities, take pictures, hang out for as long as you like. Like, that's been the nicest thing about this trip is we've met some great people. Yeah, no, it's been, yeah, it's been really fun. 
We met that Austrian couple when we were camping. Uh, yeah, that was on our way down to. Was it on our way down to split? That was on our way down to split, and mm. they invited us over for wine and their camper. That they were retired, and uh, the husband had rebuilt and refurbished a camper van that he uh, was looking then later on to sell and buy a new one and they were happy to practice their English with us and I think they had children about our age yeah I think so yeah I think they were definitely a few years of retirement in on the road uh, fixing up camp vans which was pretty cool done quite a funny tour of closed campsites (laughs) yeah that place seemed closed too huh Mm, yeah With the the camping and now we're in an Airbnb and we've um, been in some kind of homestay. There's they're called apartments in Croatia, but really they're just like a room with maybe a refrigerator, kitchen, hot plate kind of thing, and a, and a private bath. Um, what has been your favorite style of of accommodations? Um, you know, it's hard to say really. I mean, I do prefer camping, to be honest. I do prefer just camping out in the wild or camping wherever we can find. Um, just purely because it's a bit more, you know, it's a bit more adventurous. Obviously, you do get to that point where you do need to do things like clean your clothes, clean yourself. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think it's nice to mix it up. I Me do, too. I do, I do much prefer camping to staying in when you know when I'm doing a trip. But it's sometimes, yeah, if you've had a really hard day riding, it is nice to have a bed and a shower at the end of it. But you know, yeah, you can live it, without it. You can live without you can it. Live without it for sure. You can live without almost every creature comfort imaginable. If you're, you know, warm and dry, you can be pretty content wherever you are. I would agree that every once in a while having a hot shower and having a nice bed to sleep in is has been good, but um I loved the experience of wild camping and finding spaces and feeling a bit nervous about it and waking up with there being no one around us i think that was a, a really cool feeling yeah it's kind of a funny one really i mean it's a bit hit and miss i guess um should really plan our route with that in mind more next time i think sometimes maybe we were finishing in built-up areas and then wanting to camp and either finding there wasn't anywhere to camp or sometimes there just wasn't any accommodation depending where we were so we found some really funny spots i found some very beautiful spots um but yeah, certainly something to sort of plan a bit more. I think it'd probably be more difficult in in high season as well because I think there'd just be more people around generally, um, more chance of people not wanting you to do that. <clears throat> I guess out of season, people either just don't know you're there or don't really care. I mean, they've, they've had their season; they've made they've made they their money. Make, then, so much of the property is yeah. empty. It's not like there's a lot of neighbors poking around wondering what you're doing. Yeah, sure. And I guess it's probably a bit different between me and you rolling through a town on our bikes and camping somewhere, you know, where no one can see us, no one can find us to 50 people all turning up with tents and just camping illegally in a town is a very different thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's been fun. It has been fun. And the weather's definitely turning. It's time to go home. It's yeah. getting cold. It's rainy. Seriously. I, I, I've got a tan. I've got a tan on this trip. I think when we set off in Italy, it was really really hot and then the further towards the north of croatia we got it started to get a bit cooler more just at night because it's really damp it's very damp at night and it gets very cold and that's when i first started to notice it and then we had a few wet days which kind of that dragged on a little bit after that once we got to the islands it was really nice we could tell it was getting cooler but it was more sunny and more dry so it's nice uh, i've now bought a hat with with basically uh, ears covering my like earmuffs covering my ears because it's that cold here yeah i wore a scarf and a sweater and gloves today walking around yeah and that's turned within a month from like you know being wearing wearing like lycra is too much to i've just bought a woolly hat (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> so I would recommend this time of year, but maybe move it up a week. Maybe come in October, but it's now it's now the end of November. Yeah, it's end of November. It's November 21st. Mm, we, 20th. It's the 20th. 21st, we leave tomorrow well. on the 21st, and you go back to England, and I go back to America. It's been really fun. I'm happy to have you as a travel companion. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been loads of fun. I would definitely do it again. So, we've got one more risotto left before we go home. Yeah, let's go have one more risotto, one more tiramisu, one more glass of wine. Say cheers and goodbye. I'm Regina Beach, and you've been listening to Saturn Returns. Thanks to Craig Andrews for being an excellent cycling companion, and thanks to you for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or at reginagbeach.com. Click on the link for Saturn Returns. You can also like and comment on the show at facebook.com slash Saturn Returns Podcasts. See you next time.